we just ignored that. <laughs> hey, Coffee Breakers. I'm AC. And I'm Scully. And today we are back in your ears for part two of the Netflix documentary review of The Murdoch Murders, A Southern Scandal. Yes. Yes. So we left off last week discussing episode one of the three-part series um, that spotlighted the February 19, 2019, I do that every time I read this, boat crash that took the life of Mallory Beach. So episode two picks up where episode one left off. And so, so we are going to do the same. Okay. So at the end of the last episode, <laughs> the search for Mallory was on. Yeah. Um, the boat crash had just happened. Um, I, I would like to first introduce the people who were interviewed in this episode. It just kind of helps as I'm talking. Yeah. So Miss Renee Beach, Mallory's mother, Gina Altman, Miley's mother, Anthony Cook, Mallory's boyfriend and Connor Cook's cousin, um, Morgan Daltrey, Paul's girlfriend at the time of the crash, mm -hmm. Marty Cook, Connor's father, Christine Cook, Connor's mother, um, Michael DeWitt, reporter for the local paper, um, Sam Cruz, Hattonden County school teacher, Beverly Cook, Anthony's mother, Keith Cook, Anthony's father, Mark Tinsley, the Beach's attorney, mm -hmm. Philip Beach, Mallory's father. And there might be a couple later on that I've neglected to write down at the very beginning. <laughs> yeah, and we'll probably kick back when you say a name just to verify who that is. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so again, this is all taking place in the low country of South Carolina. Scully and I are in the upstate of South Carolina. So this, I'm not gonna lie, all this bothers me like tremendously. And it's because it's Parts South Carolina. Parts of the second episode definitely bother me. Like there's several things that happen. Right. That should have never happened. True. So let's dive in. So the episode starts with Miss Beverly Beach, who is Mallory's mother, saying that she received a phone call around 4 a.m. in the morning of February the 24th, 2019, stating that there had been a boating accident and most of the kids had been taken to Buford Memorial Hospital, but they couldn't find Mallory. She never discloses in the documentary who called her, but um, so Mr. Beach reported that he got a call from Mrs. Beach, um, Mallory's mother, she's screaming, she's so upset, like, and they take off down the road to Buford to try to find their baby girl. Yeah. Um, so the documentary shows videos of Mallory growing up. Yeah. And that, that hits she in your feels. It like, it, it, it makes shows, her real. It shows her several times, like, playing with her dad. Yes. And that, I guess it's like other siblings too. Yeah. Um, and that. It just hurts. Yeah. Miss um, Renee Beach stated that they finally found out that the accident happened at Archer's Creek, so that's where they went. Mm -hmm. Like, they didn't know where to go. Yeah. Um, Anthony refused to go to the hospital, even though he was injured. Yeah. <clears throat> that, he, he... Poor Anthony. He would have stayed there forever. Yeah, he would have. Yeah. Because he, I think he talks about it in that second episode, just staying there like not being in and out of the water they had divers but just he would stay at the water and he would talk to the water and pray yeah and just kept wanting to see her just step out of it like yeah. somehow you know 
And that was just, that was really sad to me. Yep. Um, (laughs) Very. Um, Beverly, which is Anthony's mother, said that Anthony was so very tore up. And if you're watching this documentary, you can see it on the dash cam. Um, And he couldn't understand. Anthony actually says that they were at the same place. He didn't understand why he came up and she she did. did. And it just really tears him to pieces. Renee said that the dive team was called out. Gina Altman, Miley's mother, received a call from Miley, and so then she reported out to the hospital. So at the hospital, there was Morgan, Miley, Connor. Okay, Mm -hmm. those were the three that were transported to the hospital, and Paul. And Paul, yeah. Yeah. Diane Daltrey, Morgan's mother, um, when she shows up, she was led to the room of where Morgan was. And one thing that struck me the most was like, there was a male nurse in there, was like, Paul's a nasty drunk. You need to leave him alone. And then a few minutes later, um, another nurse pulls Miss Diane aside and was like, look, keep her away from him. He is bad. Mm -hmm. Like nurse to nurse, mom to mom, like, no. That tells you though, how known he was for that behavior. Right. And he's acting a fool in this hospital. Yeah. Um, So Morgan also reported that within 10 minutes of being at the hospital, Officer Pritchard from the Hampton County Sheriff's Office began to interview her. Mm -hmm. And that's when it hits her that this is an investigation, like. Yeah. So, and then enter Alex and Randolph Murdoch. They show up at the hospital. And I feel like they ran that. They did. (laughs) <laughs> they absolutely did, and it just absolutely shows just from the beginning of the, the manipulation that was being used. Yeah, and it bothers me. So, see, I'm torn, and I'll tell you why. Tell because me. I guess because you know, and how, we know, yeah, yeah. So you know the corruption and stuff with him, but the kid they're involved in this accident. Like, take him out. Your kid's involved in these accidents. Like, do you want them immediately interviewed by law enforcement, or do you want to have a lawyer present to kind of do that due diligence of making sure? I don't know. I see where you're going. Yeah, like. I do. I absolutely see. And you absolutely have the right to an attorney, okay? None of these people are being questioned as in, like, you're a criminal. A criminal. You're, well, they're just interviewing well, at this point. They're trying to figure out what happened. Yes and no, because they had already laid the blame on Connor. Yeah, Paul had. Right. But so, Anthony had all, also, like, nah, he was the one that was driving. Yeah, but that seemed to be disregarded almost. Oh, yeah. It Absolutely. was like, no, Paul said it's this, so this is what it is. And they were trying to factually put that together. Right. And in this case, like all the Murdals were doing was basically shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up to all yep. the kids till they could get the story the way that they wanted it. Right. But <clears throat> it didn't work. No, but I guess that's where I get torn. Like if you take away the corruption that is that attorney and family. So if it was me and it was my kid Jay. Yeah. Oh no, you talking? You telling everybody everything? No. If you did wrong. Yeah. You're going to be held accountable. I agree with that. But if it was. I mean, you're looking at criminal charges. Absolutely. And I, I don't know, for me, if it's my child, yeah, you're definitely going to pay for whatever that you did. 
but I want you sober. Yes. I want you taken care of. Right. And then we can handle anything else. Unless I agree. it's pertinent to like finding this child's location right now. Right. Then if it's that you spill and you do whatever you need to do so right. this other child can be located. But if you're just questioning for criminal stuff, mm-hmm. no. I want my child's well being. I want them sober. I want them cl- like I want them to be able to articulate and get it out collectively. I'm going to be interrogating them the whole time. Yeah, right. So I'll, I'll pass you what I know. Exactly. <laughs> and you, can, you can question them too. But right. That's the only thing that I'm like, part of it is like, oh, maybe he was trying. And then when you realize what he's doing. doing yeah. No. Yeah. So Alex and Randolph would not allow law enforcement to interview Paul Mm-mm. because he was in the words of Randolph drunk as Cooter Brown. Um, so he wouldn't let law enforcement interview. As a parent, like you said, that might be the best way to go. Um, but Connor Cook called his dad, Marty Cook, and told him about the crash. And Marty Cook then reports that directly after that, like he hadn't even made it to the hospital yet, Alex is calling him and tells Mr. and Mrs. Cook that Connor had been driving the boat. And, like, I'm concerned about Connor. But don't worry, we got him. Yeah, we'll take care of you. We're going to take care of you. Which I find so creepy. It is creepy. Yeah, they're going to take care of him, all right. Connor reported that Alex leaned in to his ear and, like, spoke, saying for Connor not to say anything and just be quiet. Mm -hmm. And that, like you said earlier, that was kind of the MO. Like, Mm -hmm. he was trying to get everybody to shut up. He, yes, it's yeah. like he, and I think had it worked the way he wanted, he would have got them all to be quiet mm-hmm. and then got them all together to, like, if had she not been killed, mm-hmm. like if she had been found, right, he would have got them all together and had a story to put together. Of we don't know even who, they identified Connor as the driver. Like they were going to, yeah. Connor was going now. But I don't think, I think he would have done everything he could to keep him out mm-hmm. but he definitely he didn't want that blemish on Paul on Paul yeah yeah so Alex told the hospital staff that he was Morgan's representative as well yeah and he and her legal guardian which blew my mind and as a mom I'd been like get away from me yeah get away from me get, get away out, yeah um, you have no right to anything get out of here yeah and and that's basically what happened um, because Morgan asked hospital staff to keep that man out of her room Mm -hmm. like um so miss gina altman miley's mother stated that while they were at the hospital she asked randolph murdaugh if anyone had found mallory and she stated that he was like who like what and he was like she asked again and um he's like i'm pretty sure how that's gonna end up like very callous yeah just that blew me too like that i was so just didn't even care. No, just very like, she did. Yeah. And it is what it is. Like, you know. It's like no regard for that poor girl, her family. Or any of that. Mm -mm. So, it's just obvious. Like, Alex and Randolph is trying to manipulate the situation so that Paul is not named or held accountable for the crash. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just obvious at this point. That's all they cared about. That's all they cared about, legitimately. Mm -hmm. So Miss Beach, um, 
reported that she wanted to go to the crash, the scene of the crash, where the boat was, but law enforcement wouldn't allow her to do that. But she witnessed Randolph and Maggie be allowed to go to the scene. Yep. That has to be like a spit in the face. My child's missing. I don't know what I would do. Honestly. I don't know. I I know what I, I'd go into jail. <laughs> in that situation, I'm, I'm I'm going to jail. Yeah, it's okay. You're not gonna let some. <laughs> no. Because <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay, he's he's the lawyer. Okay, he's coming down to see. What's his wife there for? And then even still, does that do you get preferential for that? No, you shouldn't. So, you gonna let me in? You gonna let me in? <laughs> you let them in? You gonna let me in? Yeah. Are you going to take me in and cut? Or I'm going to make a scene. Oh, we're going to make a big one. Yeah. You know. So here's another thing that John Marvin, Alex's brother, was allowed to tow the boat out. That killed me. Yeah. So, like, they didn't, I don't even know what was done as far as, like, the scene and. What kind of evidence was collected? What correct. was the, you know, how did they preserve it to, like. Right. And then he was able to just take it out. Yeah, within three days. Like, it was really quick. Yeah. And I just, I don't know. I can't speak to that. Like, yeah. I can't speak to, like, what was preserved and what kind of evidence but was cataloged. But why was a but family person able to take it out? To me, that seems... Don't they impound? Like, I thought maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, until the case would be, like, disposed of, because it's obvious a criminal thing, like, right. at this point. Like, you know... I mean, if I shot you with a weapon... Wouldn't you keep that? They keep that gun. Right. So would it not be the same thing? Like, he he killed this girl with this bow. Right. To me, that should be the murder weapon. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what I think. But again, I don't know. I'm not no law either. enforcement. I don't know the rules of, pre you know, preserving evidence and all that. I just thought all of that was icky. That it was all... It's like family. Like, this person in the family got to handle this and then this person. And to me, that's just icky it is icky it's really icky so about three days after the crash mr marty cook connor's father received a call from alex <laughs> requesting that they have a sit down so mm. if y'all ain't from the south i'm just gonna go ahead and tell you what a sit down is a sit down is a serious face-to-face -face meeting that you have with somebody mm -hmm. if somebody wants to sit down with you they want to discuss some heavy stuff that's how that's used. So Mr. Cook stated that he goes to meet Alex at the firm, which is their um, law firm office building. And upon arrival, Mr. Marty Cook says that there are no other people at the firm at this point. It's dark. Um, and he says that when Alex gets out of his car, he makes a big deal of like putting his cell phone back in the car. and. Is just like, I'm just letting you know that I'm not recording you. Like, this is all confidential, like, mm. all this. And he's making a big deal of it. And they go into the building, and Alex tells Mr. Cook to pick his room. Just so you know, I ain't got nothing going on. Like, you know, super creepy, if nothing else. I'd be like, like, cool, let's meet outside. Right, <laughs> right. And I'm going to record this now because you're creepy. Yeah. Like, that's where I go. Um, and he's, ugh. I don't like any of this. And to me, it's almost like trying to be intimidating. Like, here's my big law firm. You know, why couldn't y'all just meet at the local, you know, cafe or, hey, at Mr. Cook's home or, you know, yeah. you're trying to show your power. Yeah. In my it's mind. It's an intimidation thing. It, I think. Yeah. So, um, 
Alex told Mr. Marty Cook that he needs to know where the cooks stand, saying that he couldn't mourn the loss of Mallory because he was too busy worrying about his own child. Now, I don't know what. You should have been worried <laughs> about your own child when long you were before this happened. This, is, this event. Right. Um, and Mr. Cook said that he couldn't think about anything else but the loss of Mallory. Yeah. Um, Connor asked his father. This broke me. Like, this broke my heart. Because um, the dad's like, Connor came up and was like, are they going to try to kill me? Like, there's a reputation for them making people disappear. And that bothers me, too. Like, yes. how many people have gone missing? Well, I think it's like, get with it, or you're going to get run over. Yeah. And I just, I don't like that. I agree. Miss um, Beverly Cook, who's Anthony's mama, stated that about five days after the crash, Maggie got into the back seat of her car and was like, what if they never find her? Like, and I don't know what that was supposed to mean, and I don't know why we're asking that question, but if they didn't find her, was there a possibility that the charges would have been dropped? Yeah. But obviously, say that bothers me. Nobody, <laughs> no crime. No, but that's not true. There, she was last seen on the boat. Like, what, did she swim to Cuba? Like, I'm just saying. No. They, no, and I know they do nobody murders all the time. And they talk about it in this documentary. Had she not been found, it is a strong likelihood that he would have never been charged with anything to that level. No, not to the felonies that he were. Like, he was charged with some high-level stuff, yeah. you know, later. It's very possible that they could have worked something out. Yeah. Ugh. And that family would have just been left with, Nothing. Just open, yeah. Wound, mm -hmm. and it's still an open wound. I'm sure. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that you ever get over the loss of a child, but just, and even still, the way this whole thing played out, nothing. There's no Resolution. justice. I no. guess like there's nothing came from it other right. than. Well, can't say that because there was good stuff that came. Oh yeah. From yeah. this event happening, I mean, it's unfortunate, and I would never, ever, ever wish that on anybody. No. But. We, let's go yeah. on, let's go on, and we'll get into clarify. it. I just want to clarify. Yeah. I don't know think I'm saying that. No. Um, so, seven days after the crash, Miley went to the bridge and was looking at the water when she was told that Mallory had been found. Yeah. And I want to note this date. It was March 3rd, 2019. Um, Mallory was found by volunteer search divers. Mr. Kenny Campbell is the gentleman that called 911 to report that they thought they had found her. Miss um, Beverly Cook, Anthony's mother, stated that Anthony could not go into his bedroom, um, so she would sleep in the living room with him, and that he would wake up screaming, thinking he was in the water, and screaming for Mallory, which is just... I know. Trauma. Trauma. Um... They also said that it was believed at this point that nothing was going to happen, that the Murdaws were, you know... Untouchable. ...above the law. Miss Renee Beach consulted with an attorney outside of Hampton by the name of Mark Tinsley. Mark Tinsley is also interviewed, and he said that he began to investigate the boat crash and goes into details about the alcohol purchase prior to the oyster roast, how much Paul had drank mm -hmm. before they even got on the boat, why they took the boat... Um, and that Paul had tried to call his father when they left the roast, didn't get an answer, called his mother, 
had about a five-minute phone call after they left the oyster roast. So they knew he was plastered. plastered. Mr. Tinsley reported that hospital staff had taken Paul's blood alcohol level and found that it was three times the legal limit. Um, And that some of the law uh, enforcement... I can't speak. Some of the law enforcement officials were discussed, including Michael Brock, which was Department of Natural Resources, also known as DNR here, mm-hmm. and Michael Thomas, also of DNR, stating that Mr. Thomas and John Marvin, who is Alex's brother, were best friends, and that John Marvin had called Mr. Thomas several times. Me- oh, also, Michael Brock currently works for SLED. It was also in the documentary. Yeah. Mr. Tinsley, as well as Miss Renee Beach and Mr. Beach, stated that no one from law enforcement had ever called them, period. So that means... One of... I think one of the friend's parents called Miss Renee that night. I wonder if Anthony's mom ended up doing it. I think Because so. she said, I don't want to make that call. Yeah, but I think she ended up but making that call. But I wondered if she ended up making it. Yeah. And that's what I think, but I don't have any facts. Or, or Connor's... One of Connor's parents. So, Mr. Tinsley reported that he hired a biomechanical engineer that reconstructed the crash to definitively prove that Connor Cook could not have been driving based on his injuries and that Paul, in fact, had to be the one driving based on the injuries. They did the best thing going outside of their county and getting an an attorney to protect their son. Yeah, absolutely. Because they were going to hang that on him. Yeah, they were. Three months later, Paul Murdaugh was charged with voting under the influence causing death and two counts of voting under the influence causing great bodily injury. Yeah. Now, you really want to talk about something that makes you mad. This is what talks, this, this is what makes me mad. Tell me. Paul never went to jail. His mugshot was taken at the courthouse on an iPhone. He was never booked into the county jail. Um, his bond... He was given a $50,000 PR bond, mm-hmm. and he was represented by none other than Dick Harpootlian. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> and Mr. Harpootlian is a current South Carolina state senator and was at the time. Also, Mr. Harpootlian wants us to believe that this is normal processing. He says that this is normal process. Everything's normal. This is going down the way. No, absolutely not. No. Scully, I want you to go get drunk and drive a boat and see if they don't put your butt in jail. Right. Same night. Same night. Right then. <laughs> like, you're not going to be released. No. Yeah. You're going to go in for a bond hearing. You're going to have a mugshot taken mm-hmm. in the freaking county, whatever. And they're going to talk to you while you're completely <laughs> trash. They're going to put you in the drunk tank till you sober up. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to come talk to you again, but you're never going to leave. You're until- never. Unless you bond out. Right. His mugshot was taken in a business, like a sports jacket and a button-up shirt. (laughs) Never spent a day. Never spent a day in jail. I'm sorry. That's not normal. Period. It's not normal. Period, period, period. Now, it might be normal for the people who are considered privileged. I was about to say that, elite. (laughs) But it's not normal everyday processing. No. Sorry, Harpootlian. No, sir. It ain't normal. (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry. It makes me so mad. <sighs> so that's going to bring us to two years later. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
2021. Paul had moved to one of the family's log cabins on the Moselle property. So he moved out of the big house and went to one of the smaller houses. Um, Morgan witnessed Snapchat stories of Paul drinking and partying. Yeah, I don't really think anything changed for him. No, I don't think so. I ha Anthony talks about it, and I have to believe that some part of him yeah. was remorseful for what happened. Yeah. But I think out of everybody, Anthony knew him best. Yes. That was his best friend. But I just, nothing changed. I mean, they talk about him partying. They talk about him going off, still doing stuff. I think at part of the documentary, like, he got stopped for speeding. Yeah. And just going 78, 78. Yeah, I stopped when I saw you. <laughs> like, I slowed down, you know, yeah. too late. But he just, nothing changed. No. And I think that's what causes stuff like this. Like, they do, you get in trouble, but you don't really get in trouble. trouble. Like, if he had maybe spent a few days in jail. Something. You know, he might be like, I don't want to do that again. Right. Or, something, oh, my goodness. Something punitive. Something like, right. you screwed up. You you cost this girl her life right. with your stupidity. Right. Like, something. So, um, Morgan said that she didn't have anything else to do with Paul because she felt that Paul wasn't honoring Mallory. No. And that Mallory had saved her from Paul. Yeah. And that, that got me, too. Um, so, Valerie... Ballerin, a reporter from the Wall Street Journal, she covered the South. Mm -hmm. um, and so she was also interviewed for the documentary on this episode. And she started to detail how the Murdaws were under so much stress after the crash. Um, everything with Paul, she reported that Buster had been expelled from the University of South Carolina Law School for plagiarism. Mm -hmm. um, and that um, Maggie had become aware that bills were not getting paid so that she had hired a forensic accountant and had possibly visited with a um, divorce attorney, although none of that, like, don't know about the divorce attorney. Yeah. Um, Anthony stated that he knew that Paul was scared and hurting after the crash, like he knew it. Yeah. Well, I think, I think, I mean, you lost your whole friend group. Like, you lost all those people that were there. And one of them, you are directly responsible for, for their, their death. death. So, yeah, I have to, I have to think. There if was he had a soul. There was something. Right. But, again, that's just proven Mallory was this catalyst. Yes. This is where the, that's the first domino that failed. Yes. Um, so, this brings us to July 7th of 2021. And 911 gets a call from Alex Murdaugh around 10.30 p.m. reporting that Paul and Maggie had been shot and were not breathing. Um, the documentary plays the entire 911 call. So if you want to know details, go watch the documentary. Side note, because the, we just had the, the trial. So yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I will just that. say for this one part <laughs> with the 911, it, we're not going into that whole trial. No. Because it's just too much it's and too there's much. a lot of stuff on there. But... They play that whole thing. I told you I watched it, like, mm -hmm. where you can see him. And it's funny that he talks about they're not breathing because he over and over and over asks. If they're breathing. Are you sure they're not breathing? Are you sure? And to me, I know you can interpret that two ways. Yeah. One could be, you know, oh, I'm oh with you. I want, you know, I want to see if Are they're they really breathing. dead? 
but he's so far away and I think we discussed this and like mm. I love my spouse but if my spouse is there bleeding and my baby is there bleeding Sorry I'm going luck. to be at my baby I'm going to be there I'm going to be all over trying to fix that so I just don't and I don't know if that's the difference between a mother and a father I don't know I I so, because, and this is going to segue into a completely off the topic, but in, in a labor situation, like, the woman's going to say, save my baby. Yeah, my husband told me that with our last, and that he would save me. Yeah. And I'm like, you better not. Like, you right. save my youngin'. But. And I'm with you, but I think that's just the difference See, between. I don't know. So, I had a guy tell me one time that, like, not that kids are replaceable, but I can make another kid. I can't make another you. Yeah. I've heard many men say that. So I think, you know, I'm just, I don't know if it's a difference okay, between our perception. Okay, what about your spouse? What? Would, okay, if you can make another kid, then would you not be all over your spouse? I'd be all over. Honey, I would lose it, but I'm going to be with my kid. I, like, I'm, I'm sorry saying, for you. Correct. Like, I'm the same. I'm going to be with. If I can't save you both, I'm going to save my child. Right. right. And I guess that's the part that just. I don't know. And the way he keeps saying it for me, because I think he's guilty of sin, <laughs> just from the beginning to the end, just guilty of sin. Um, I just take it more like, are they breathing? Like, are you sure? Like, did I do I do a good enough job? job. Is like, the way I take it. <laughs> yes. Not not that he cares. This that is not coming back to, like, Correct. they're not going to wake up, right? Correct. And be able to rat me out, right? Yes. Yeah. That's how I take it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm with you on that. I kind of felt the same way. So when law enforcement arrived, they noted that Paul was shot by a shotgun to the chest and shot in the neck, at, neck and head area, making him barely recognizable, which broke my heart. Agreed. Maggie had been shot with an AR-15 style rifle that took blackout bullets. It's a, it's a very unique type of rifle. Um, and she was shot numerous times in the front and in the back of her body, and she was positioned as if she had been running. Yep. Um, Alex claimed that he had been at his parents' home, and the documentary also says that Alex's brothers, John Marvin and Randy Murdaugh, did morning talk shows a few days after the murders um, to talk about the deaths, and they show that. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. I know. She rolled her eyes. Um, fear gripped the community. Yeah. And But law enforcement said there was no danger to the community, which was weird. Um, they already knew. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just something don't smell right. Uh, law enforcement investigated the boat crash victims. They investigated Anthony, Connor, Morgan, and Mallory. Yeah. And Ma Mallory's father, excuse me, Mallory's family, um, which really made Anthony mad. Anthony was not okay with that. Yeah. Um, Anthony's just, a, I don't. I think he's still trying to heal, and they're like, you killed him, didn't you? And he's like, what? He's like, well, he's like, you talking about one of my good friends. Like, right. he still loved Paul. Yeah. Like, he's dead. He still loved Paul. He was taking time away from Paul. But I think Anthony was trying to forgive Paul, too. Like, I think. I think for his own well-being. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they would have ever hung out again, but I no. think he was trying to get to a place where he could move on. Right. Yeah. And I'm just telling you guys, like, Anthony comes off as, like, the best human being on the planet. Yeah. Because. We don't know him. We don't know <laughs> him, but in this documentary, off. I'm like, oh, you are, you he are come off awesome as, person yeah. because, like, I don't have that in me, honey. Mm -hmm. um, and 
with the the re they did a recreation as far as Maggie running. It shows on for the trial she was running back to where Paul was, which is the kind of response you would expect that like we just talked about. Right. That's when she was shot. Yeah. Which I find just super disgusting. It's disgusting and it hurts. Yeah. I mean, because as a mom. Yeah. As a mom. You know, regardless of what kind of parent she was, like, I can't speak to that. I no. was not there. I think even if she was, I know it talked about her, <laughs> of her being very permissive. And, and just, like, she had her favorite versus the non, but I still think it's still your child. Right. So that, like, you're going back, you, you hear this or see it, and you go running to check, and you get shot to you, and it's just right malicious. It is. Um, so I also want to go ahead and say, like, the trial is over for the murder of Maggie and Paul. Alex Murdaugh was found guilty um, for their murders, uh, for their murders. <laughs> that was funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I can't. Their names very similar, so it's fine. <laughs> that was not intentional. I'm so sorry. Oh my gosh. So this is what I was talking about, my awkward, stupid <laughs> stuff I do. This, this. Um, <laughs> he was found guilty of their murders. Yes, and he was given a double life sentence mm -hmm. on March the 3rd, 2023, four years to the day that they found Mallory Beach's body. And that irony is not lost on me. Yeah. It's tragic. Mallory's death was a loss. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, but she was the first domino that took this man down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, at the end, are we doing another episode? We're doing another episode. So it's a three-part, okay. it's three-part series. That I don't even remember what's in the last one at this point. I'm going to introduce it. So at the very end of episode two, they start introducing Gloria Satterfield, which was one of their yes. employees, and Stephen Smith which have also been associated with the Murdaugh's. Um, super suspicious death. Super suspicious mm -hmm. death of Miss um, Gloria Satterfield, but also Stephen Smith. His <coughs> more so, I feel. Yes. I don't know the role other than rumor that the Murdaugh's had in Stephen's death. I don't know. But... I feel like out of everybody in this story, Stephen's death kind of gets lost Absolutely. with the other stuff. So I'm going to cover, we're going to cover the last episode in this three-part series, but I also want to do an additional episode, a solo episode for just Stephen. Okay. Um, later on, I've made FOIA requests. His case is now reopened. So it yeah. was cold. It's reopened. So I don't know what kind of documents I'm going to be able to get from that. So I don't know how detailed we can be. But I do want to give Stephen his own, his own dedicated show. Um, also, it talks about in the documentary, I think it is in that second episode, about how many people had to recuse themselves. Oh, yeah. Like judges, Solicitors, law enforcement, law enforcement like, like a large amount of people <clears throat> had to step back. And I almost feel like when this happened, 
I know local law enforcement or whatever, but if it was such a big name in that town, it should have been immediately handed, I think, to someone else to investigate. Yeah. It should have been a whole different... Like, they should have called SLED in right now. Yes, and they should have handled it, right. given how... Prominent. And he had his hand in everything. Oh, yeah. Like... For sure. And I just... Mm. He had his hand in everything. He knew everybody. He was part of everything. Like, yeah, it's a small town. I'm actually in the next episode. I'll have some stats and population numbers for you guys. But I think it's even smaller than here. Really? Which is pretty freaking small. Yeah. So, I mean, I know that Hampton didn't have their own Walmart. So, see, I it's just, too small of an area. And I, it's just icky. It's I icky. just don't like it. And I don't. I'm definitely not a person that's going to ever, ever support using your position of power to whatever. I am not. No. <laughs> I am not that person. So I feel like it should have immediately been handed to someone else. And I the fact too. that all these other phone calls were taking place and people were talking and behind the scenes. Right. I don't like any of that. I don't like any of that either. Um, and that's one thing that there needs to be a spotlight on corruption, y'all. Like, it, you, you can't be corrupt in the light. You can only do that in the dark. Yeah. So, absolutely, 100%, let's light it up. And I, I keep a higher standard. If you're, if you're going to be in law enforcement, if you're going to be in really anything that you are upholding something, I feel like you need to be the clean of the clean. You, you got to be above reproach. You've got to be, if you have done wrong, like if you're speeding, you get a ticket the same way I get a ticket. Absolutely. If you're doing something illegal, you, I, you get in trouble the same way as if I did it. Like right. I feel like it. She, there should never, ever, ever be a thing where you get away with something given on who you know or what your standing is. I agree. Because yeah. the little things is what lead to the big things. Oh, absolutely. Also, um, Alex Murdaugh has also been charged with like 92 other crimes related to financial incidents. Yeah. Like stealing money. And I ain't getting into that, y'all. Yeah, and he had an addiction all... <laughs> issue. Like... Yeah, he had an addiction issue like to opioids and apparently has spent millions of dollars. And then there's these rumors where he's a part of this drug smuggling gang called the Cowboys, which I didn't know was a thing. That's news to me. That, that was on a different <laughs> podcast. Um, I will tell you one thing that I did like from his sentencing. Yes. When the judge is sentencing him, you know, he maintains he did not do this. Um, and the judge said, maybe you didn't. He said, like, it wasn't you, but you wouldn't be the first one that has sat before me that was taking all kinds of pills. And it was the monster that you were then. Right. That maybe the you now didn't. But the person who was house or gourd or whatever your decision-making skills were at that point... Did. Did. And it's the same individual. It's the same person. And it's accountable. Right. And I you just, don't... And... You know, we've talked about this. Like, we can wrap our heads around killing our spouses. And that sounds I, terrible. <laughs> it does sound terrible. It does. And I, we're not saying that we would. We don't advocate we that. We don't advocate for <laughs> we that. We have no plans for that. <laughs> right. It sounds terrible. But what I mean was, like, if this whole thing was to keep her quiet about the finances, you know, whatever, um, or to collect insurance money. Like, yeah. I don't know if that was the case. Like, I can wrap my head around it. Like, not that I would advocate or yeah. whatever. 
I cannot conceive of killing my child. Mm-mm. I just cannot do it. I agree. And I just, like I said, I'm not advocating for killing spouses or anything like that. I just don't. I well, don't. I think it's back to what we talked about. Like, it, a woman's in labor, the man's going to pick the wife over the child. It's not that he advocates <laughs> killing his child. It's just he wants his wife. Right. And it's to me, it's the same It's the same thing, but flip, because we're female. Right. Like, it's, I could not imagine my child. I, I definitely couldn't imagine shooting my child to the point where he was not recognizable Correct. or barely recognizable. And I don't understand the weapon. Like, I don't understand why you use the one weapon on Maggie, but a shotgun on your son, like... First, because I think they've determined that Paul was shot first. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he was shot in the chest, and it's like he stumbled out because that didn't kill him, and that's when he was shot again. Mm -hmm. And that's when he collapsed, and then Maggie was coming back to him when she was shot with a different weapon. Right. So, I mean, that shows planning. That shows just... You only get two shots with a shotgun. I know, but why would you not use... And that's another thing, y'all. They got to remove weapons out of the home. Like they oh, got yeah. To do, there's so many icky, icky, icky things about this case. Paul solved his own murder, y'all. He did. He did. Um, and for those who have not watched the trial, I'll go ahead and tell you, like, it came out that Paul had recorded a video um, and sent it to a, a, a friend mm-hmm. or was going to send it to a friend. Anyway, there was a video on Paul's phone that placed Alec there there at the dog kennels, which he previously stated that he never went to. Vehemently. Yeah. Was not there. Didn't, was not. not was never not, went was there. Not, yeah. Yep. And that's another thing too. You have this thousand acre property. You come home. Would you immediately be like, oh, they're there. No. Nah. At 10 o'clock or whatever. It was like 1030. Why? I would never. Yeah. You just immediately found them. Right. Because you knew they were there. You exactly. left them there while you went to and go visit whatever. your yeah. mother. And uh, he took some kind of tarp or some kind of rain jacket right. to yeah. his mother that was, like, covered in gun res- powder residue on the inside, like he had wrapped a gun. The guns that were used were never found. Yeah. Because he's, he, he, come, come on. Like, it doesn't... I mean, he's a lawyer. He's a lawyer. He knows, like... I think he was working this stuff out mm-hmm. for a while. I mean, I don't... I think it was fully premeditated. I think that man had plans to do this for some kind of money. I think his whole thing was derailing. Mm-hmm. It was coming apart. And he had he was trying to do something. I just don't understand. I just, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I just don't get it. But we don't do drugs. Oh, we don't. So, you know, <laughs> so. I don't know. Um, so, Coffee Breakers, we will be back next week with the the final installment of this we got some great content coming yes i'm so excited about some stuff coming up oh yeah uh, me too we got some great content coming um as always if you're looking for soap hit up dirty little soaps company awesome 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 if you're looking for clothes or nails look up violet and ivy Shout out to our TikToker that sent us a message and said that they were listening. That made my day this today. So shout out to Germany, your our latest new country. So uh, and all to all our listeners. Say it again. Dankeschön. Dankeschön. I just to all our listeners, you do not know how much you make our day. Yeah. Um, we are really loving doing this podcast. We enjoy you know recording it and getting the information and. 
you know, having a coffee break with you guys or a soda break or water break or whatever your drink of choice is. I guess mimosas can be considered if that's your thing, you know, do your thing. Um, we love you guys. We really appreciate. Please spread the love. Share our episode on whatever platform you want to share it on. Um, um, word of mouth goes a long way. Yeah, reach out to us. Tell us what you think. Yes, absolutely. On any of the platforms. We're on everything. Rate and review. Rate and review. Um, subscribe. Yes. Um, um, let's see what else was I going to say. Oh, yeah. All the socials. So on Facebook, we are Take a Coffee Break and Chill Podcast. On TikTok, we are Take a Coffee, coffee break, break and Chill. chill. On Instagram, we are at Coffee Take a, yeah. all one word, and the same thing on Twitter. Um, let's see, and our email is Coffee Break and Chill 2024 at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. We love you, and y'all have a great rest of the week, and we'll see y'all next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you.